And by the way, how did Steph get the Jedi headphones? Head she Jedi showed up headphones. early. Oh, good for you. Oh. <laughs> it's a good look. Oh, I can't see look. me. I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks <laughs> good. It looks <laughs> like a Jedi, like Princess Leia. All right. Very good. Well, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to EM Over Easy. Uh, it's a podcast about the flip side of medicine, the uh, over easy, sometimes parboiled, maybe over medium, but definitely over easy. Uh, I am a guest host today. My name's John Casey. I've been on once or twice with the uh, with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dr. Andy Little. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know we're here live at ACOAP in Denver, Colorado, and we've got two good guests with us today. You guys are new to our listeners, and they've never heard your beautiful voices, so you take a short second or two just to introduce yourself before we get started. I'll go first. All right. So I'm Dr. Stephanie Davis. Um, I have been out of residency for 12 years. Graduated from Henry Ford. I work in Kansas City. Um, actually work in a little rural hospital that only sees a little less than 10,000 patients a year. I have seven beds. I do not have ultrasound. I do not have all of the high-tech gadgets that everybody has. I just got a GlideScope. Um, I'm actually getting ready to leave that job and going to go take a medical director's position in another place in Kansas City. So I'm excited. Uh, married to my high school sweetheart, have two kids, have a farm, raise cattle for grass-fed beef, go hunting, bear hunting. What else do we want to talk about? We'll, we'll get into some <laughs> of those things later. But that, that's, right. A, right. That's, that's a great introduction. I never knew that. I know. I'll just show you my pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I have black bears in my house. Nice, nice. <laughs> hey, everyone, how are you doing? My name is uh, Christopher Colbert. Uh, I'm the assistant program director at the University of Illinois, a graduate of uh, DMU, completed my um, residency at Midwestern University, graduated in 2007. From there, I was uh, with Cook County for 10 years and uh, transitioned across the street to University of Illinois for the going on two years now. And Chris is also in the military. I am. Currently serving am. in which branch again? Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Army. That's right. I did right. not know that. Recently distant in Hawaii. It wasn't as exotic as it sounds, right? right. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. I still appreciate all the support, however. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So today we're, we're here at the college and we're, um, we're here at ACOP, which is a conference all of us love. Um, but we're kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty of why we do emergency medicine and a lot of our listeners are working emergency medicine around the world you know we've got listeners in Australia New Zealand uh, throughout the throughout Europe Mexico South America and uh, a lot of places where EM is kind of younger than it is here in the States and one thing that our listeners continually ask us is why do we do what we do so we've been kind of going out on the road asking people to come on the show and explain why they do what they do so um, we've never actually asked John this question, so this is going to be a question <laughs> that John can ask, answer. That's right. Um, if somebody was to ask you why emergency medicine, what would be your answer to that? I have ADHD. No. <laughs> that was a really quick uh, answer, by the way. That's fair. <laughs> and that's fair. Um, I like to multitask. I like procedures. Most of all, I think my favorite part of my job is I take care of patients at their most scared, weakest time. Mm-hmm. People go to their doctor. They go to the family practice doctor. They're like, it's my high blood pressure. It's my chronic back pain. But... People come into the ER and they're petrified. And I love that my job is to figure out what the heck are you scared might be happening to tell you that it's not. And I mean, I love that I can make an emotional attachment to a patient in five seconds. That family doctor spends six months or a year trying to do it. And I, um, I like that my pager doesn't go off and I'm not on call and I get to work shift work and nobody bothers me when I'm gone. Wait, do you have a pager? What's that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I shut my cell phone off even. <laughs> oh, good for you. I, can't, I haven't figured that out yet. Oh. I'll show you. Yeah. John's called, it's called hold it's for called, a long time. It's called going dark. Yeah, I go exactly. dark. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Me? Oh, gosh. So why, why emergency meds for me? Oh, well, I think you, you know this. We've talked about this, but uh, I'm in it for the stories. Um, I, I love, you know, everybody has a story to share, right? And it's, it's usually pretty interesting how much we have alike. Uh, and I loved every branch of medicine, but I also uh, have a little bit of ADHD. And so I love stories, but like 30 seconds worth of the story. So unless it's really juicy, um, I like to hear how people got there. And, and again, kind of similar to you, what they're, what they're scared of, um, what, what they think is wrong, what Dr. Google has told them is wrong. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of times what isn't wrong. And, and that's what I love. Uh, the stories, you know, I work with some great people and the stories of some of our, you know, nurses, some of our residents, the, the people that come in, uh, the administration, the, the patients. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I have a pretty, pretty cool job. I would say for the record, ADHD is a plus. Yeah. In the yeah this, is no, this is not a negative. It's <laughs> yeah. not a negative I, I think it's a requirement for the job. <laughs> yeah. like, plus. You have yeah. to have it and not be treated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can't function. Not medicated. And, and let it thrive. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. You know what? For me, I would. it's the variety. Mm-hmm. You can't beat the variety. Um, you can come home and just give a story that ranges from someone fell out of a tree to why was someone in the tree in the first place? I mean, it just, it's just a wide variety of what we can do with medicine. So if you like tox, if you like farm, if you like um, procedures, it's there. It's, yeah. the, it's the complete package. And just as you had stated as well, you know, when you go home, you go home. Yes. You know, I've got my window to just indulge in my variety of medicine. And then I can just do like this and take my age. <laughs> it's AHG 7 o'clock, I'm out else. the door, exactly. I'm done. <laughs> That's right. Today, um, Z-Dog was here, g- gave the, the keynote speak. And it was he, awesome. Uh, yeah, it the was. talk, it was, it was amazing. And he talked a lot about a story that I kind of, is similar to me. My five-year-old son came and asked me, Daddy, why are you a doctor? And we kind of had that little bit of a talk about helping people. And then he said, why do you work in an emergency department? And it was kind of self-inflective. And so I, I didn't really answer his question. I didn't have a good answer for that for my five-year-old. How do you d- done how do that you, down? How do you put all that into yeah. Um And so I went back and I read through, like, my personal statement for residency. And I got to my personal statement for med school, actually, is where it kind of came. Wow. Wow. And, I don't um, even know if I still have that. Hoarder. It's a digital copy <laughs> that I emailed sure to my dad a long time okay. ago. Do you remember those floppy I'm still discs? concerned. That's what mine's on. Yeah. yeah. I and, probably can't even access it. And so <laughs> as I read my personal statement, I found overtones of emergency medicine. And it was that I wanted to take care of people in their time of need. And to me, emergency medicine is great because we truly are who I wanted to go to medical school to be, which was take care of people regardless if they had money, regardless if they had a doctor, and just help people in their time of need. And that's, yeah. to me, that's, that's why emergency medicine is great is because we really get to be who the doctor we put on those little white coats when we were kids for. We're going to help everybody, and we get to do that every day as emergency medicine physicians. True. Wait a minute, though. Do you have uninsured patients? John, we work in the same shop. You know that answer. Oh. Do any patients have insurance? Oh, do any? Do you, do you guys have insurance? I don't even patients? know. They don't even, I'm not privy what? to that this information. Is exactly. Are you kidding this me? This is something. You, you, know who should, we, you know who we should talk to about this? What? The federal government. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we should mention this to them at some yeah. point. Yeah, we, see, that that we yeah. see the largest amount of As an employee care. of the federal government, yes. Chris knows that yeah. might not go well. Yeah. That might yeah. not be a good conversation. It's a long line to stand in. Well, you, you can, we can mention it. It's, it's, it's okay to mention. Yeah. So that kind of brings up the next, we all live in communities, right? And w- when you tell your neighbors what you do, what the, what's the looks and what's the, what are the things that come to their mind? ER is the best because when you, my wife is a rheumatologist. When, when people ask, so what do you do? And she'll say, I'm a rheumatologist. And they go, 
What? <laughs> exactly. When as soon as you say emergency medicine, everyone's everyone's eyes light up. Kids, Everybody's adults, because they're like, "Hey, I used to watch the show. My neighbor was a doctor, and I wish they were an ER doctor. They want the stories. It's always, "Hey, what's going on?" And it's the funny thing about this. What's the well. coolest thing you've ever seen? Uh, exactly. What's the grossest thing you've what's ever? What's the grossest thing you've ever seen? What's the coolest thing you've <laughs> ever seen? What's the coolest seen? foreign body you've ever taken? What if they all have to do with poop? The number one question, right? Yeah. What's the weirdest thing? What's the weirdest thing? Yeah. And what's the story? And, and better yet, it's all of us have those neighbors that just knock on your door. Text messages yeah. now. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you know what? Can you look at my mouth real quick? Because I think I'm allergic to shrimp now. I'm like, well. Yeah. Not at work. Yeah, <laughs> really not at work. We got a Pepsi maybe inside. Yeah. And, and I'll call 911. <laughs> I just keep on talking to me so yeah, I hear your airway. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. You got nothing to say, John? What, what, do you, what, what should I say with that? I mean, it's the same with the story. <laughs> That's the best answer. Yeah. One sure. thing I found, though, is that uh, I, I just recently moved, and so I'm getting to know my neighbors. And uh, I mentioned I'm a doctor, and it's amazing. At least where I live, everybody assumes, oh, where's your office? And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't have, have one. one. <laughs> I was like, it's on the west side of Columbus. It's a place called Doctor's Hospital. And, uh, and so I mentioned I don't have an office. And they're like, oh, I was like, work at a hospital. So we talk about hospital work. And I mentioned I'm an emergency physician. And there's, I get two reactions. I get the, oh, tell me a story. And then there, there still are a lot of people who wonder what we do. They think um, we're all surgeons. Why does yeah. everybody think I'm a surgeon? Or when, or, like, no, or when I don't, TV. I don't TV. tell you. TV. It's TV that doesn't. Oh, okay. Peter, do Peter Benton. Is was his name? That was true. Say, that's you, you're a funny man. Nicely played. played. Nicely yeah, played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> assumes he was an ER doctor, and he was a surgeon. <laughs> he was a surgeon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we then we start telling the stories, but it's amazing to me. Like people want to hear the story, but then they then they're like, "What? What's the worst part about your day?" And then if you're actually you can't tell the worst part about your day. If you're actually honest with them, they get like the, "Why yeah. do you do yeah. what you do?" Right. So like, so the next question is, "Why do we do what we do?" And if and if you were to continue doing it. And if somebody were to ask you, is it worth it? Every single day, every time I walk out of that room. And it's not every patient, but there's every day there's one patient that I go, I made a difference in that person's life today. And the rest of the patients may be those chronic drug seekers who want their Dilaudid and their Percocet. And I don't know, whatever. But there's always one where I'm like, you see, you I see those in Kansas City, too? Yeah. <sighs> so my, my, my residents Even, believe those don't exist anywhere outside of They Columbus. don't. They're nowhere I'm else. in oh, wow. Podunk, America, my little rural hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They exist everywhere. <laughs> they're they're everywhere. everywhere. And it doesn't even have to be that I didn't save their life. I just made them feel better. Yeah. I touched them. I put my mm-hmm. hand on them. You felt that that connection of, hey, I'm your doctor taking care of you and reassuring you. And I, there's got to be one every day that makes me feel better about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's interesting. I've actually, I think... Again, Andy and I talk a lot outside of not on the mic. John's trying to remember: was this exactly. a conversation on the podcast or in real life? But the simple thing that you were just talking about, which is one of the things that you know we get a lot about osteopathic medicine, right? Um, and and one of the things is you know uh, because I, I love you know my MD colleagues, the OCAL, like I love everyone I work with, right? But the funny thing is, um, we are trained to just lay our hands on people. And I can recall the only times, fortunately, I've been really lucky. I've only had to go to the emergency room twice for, for my life for treatment. And uh, I had two doctors each time because I had a shift change. And I remember each time it was always the, the DO that, that either held my hand or put their hand on my leg and said it was going to be okay. And that simple thing, it's, it's not about necessarily saving their life as it is like at that moment, just letting them know they're not alone. You've got them. Yeah. And you know, that, that connection that you have. Um, and you just need like one of those 
I don't even need one a day. I just it's need that, one every once yeah, in a while. It's yeah. that intermittent positive reinforcement, right? <laughs> We're like the rats. I mean, we really are. Like, just give me that little nugget <laughs> of goodness. I'll keep chasing Every once in a while, I'll keep running. You know, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep on keeping on. So, yeah. You know, and I would say as well that and something I communicate to residents is that we know what textbook emergency is, but to the rest of the world, that's their emergency. Yeah. That's their emergency. And as long as, and sometimes just addressing their emergency is a conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, this isn't the worst headache of your life. It's honestly just sinusitis. They're done. Yep. They're happy. They can sleep. They're, they're done for their day. It wasn't much for me just to sit down and just engage the patient and just have an intelligent conversation. How you define your emergency is totally different for us, but for the rest of the world, splinters are an emergency. Yep. Am I pregnant? Could be emergency. Right. Yes. There's two phrases I live by. <laughs> if my mama finds out, that's going to be an emergency. <laughs> and here we go. Exactly. Bring it all around, just yeah. all around. Exactly. I always say my job is to rule out the emergent medical condition. And then I always say don't hold the patient's level of expectations to your education. Because they come in and they think this is a dire emergency. And they don't know it's not. Yeah. My job is to... Tell them, prove to them yep. that Splinter's not an emergency. And honey, coupled with okay. that, they're at Vegas putting everything they have in your lap. Here's my money. Yeah. Yep. Here are my chips. Yeah. What do I have with this? And lay out in front of you and let you yeah. do anything to me once. Right. <laughs> Tell me, what should I put this, what should I put all these chips on? Uh, put it on yeah. 11 red and yeah. uh, sign side is gone. Exactly. <laughs> and if you win, can I have part? <laughs> exactly. Touche. And when, whenever I think of that, I, I, we had one of these conversations and I was reminded of Whenever I have a car, all of us have cars, right? And I know nothing about my car. I know how to change the oil and fix a tire. It but goes if, in drive. It goes down the but road. If, but if the little light comes on, I rush it over to the mechanic, and I'm that, hey, my car's broken. And they're like, oh, here comes that dumb doctor who doesn't anything about his car and flips the switch, and it's fixed. And that's how we can't feel about our patients is, yeah. is that they don't have an education level that we do. That's a regular analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we need to be. Can't beat that. Yeah, we're the mechanics. So, and then. Uh, we talk about medicine, and you know, there's a lot of flaws. I think we've all kind of joked about that. That there's a lot of problems where we work. There's a lot of room for improvement. Maybe just one or two. Maybe just, just one, one or two. two. If you could pick one thing to make emergency medicine better, because I still argue that we have the best specialty in the world. Um, I would agree with that. We, yeah. we, I would we agree. by far do. Yeah. Um, we agree. get the best 15 yes. minutes of everything, except for OB gyn We did not get the best 15 <laughs> right. minutes of that. <laughs> right. Right. But. Um, no, but yeah. But if there was one thing you could switch about our job, what would it be? I don't know, this one deep real quick. I want the electronic health record to go away. I want to spend 75% of my time again at the patient, With the patient bedside instead of, it on instead their of at the, it, the click. Like, I cannot click a box again. <laughs> I actually asked my CEO if he would hire me a click monkey. I'm like, I'm not a click monkey. I want you to pay someone to, to click my, the yeah. boxes because I can't sit here and do that anymore because I want to be in that room, not behind that computer. Yeah. I think if that single thing changed, I don't care about insurance. I don't care about the other issues. Nice. It's not at all possible, but if I could, this is pie in the sky, I guys. wish, I wish if it was a way that the patient that we want to admit, if they could hear how the admitting services, oh, just send that patient home. That's nothing. Blah, 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 blah. You wish there was a two-way accountability. There was. Yeah. So I don't have to go back and say, hey, we need to work something out. Because you tell them this the story patient. that, hey, I think you need to come in. And you yeah, come back exactly. and be like, you're miraculously better. You can call me. <laughs> it's like, actually, yeah. you're not. You have to. But I've yeah. got to. If, if someone could see how much time we spend as an patient advocate yeah. oh my gosh behind the scene yeah you know you're 72 years old you have pneumonia we want to keep you in but the labs and the vitals look okay for you could possibly to go home but you just that gestalt you don't says, look good and they can't yeah, see exactly. you on the phone and i and can tell can't. you don't look good and yeah. someone yeah. at two o'clock in the morning says send them home click up i'm like 
here goes the song and dance. Here goes the- right. <laughs> I'm the music man. I'm exactly. selling bands. Yep. Let me make it exactly. happen. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, if it was a wave the magic wand. You know, wave the magic wand. This is yeah. behind this guy. Yeah, faith, trust, and pixie dust. It would be. <laughs> Disney. It would be. Yeah, don't come after me, corporate. Um, it would be um, true uh, tort reform. It would be such that even if it was something where That's we all one. had to wear a little watch that, that let us know, but if you genuinely go in and try your best to take care of a patient, um, that you couldn't be sued for your house and home and livelihood and years and years of, of struggles because mistakes in medicine are going to happen. But so too, if you look at the, the true cost of how we practice medicine today and so much of that, you know, there's a big argument that can be made whether or not it's defensive medicine or not. And I don't care to wade into that argument. But what I can say is that I think we can all agree that part of our practice has evolved in trying to protect patients from a very minuscule chance of something bad happening, um, sometimes beyond the limits of our own medicine, um, you know, that, that's just incredible. And I, I really do think we could we could salvage a lot of um, a lot of the healthcare system if doctors could just go back to treating patients with what they thought was the right thing to do, um, and and not always have that buzz in the back of their head. The CYA comment. Yeah. What the test CYA. am I ordering well, for the CYA? You know, and it cuts both ways, right? It's not, you know, I'm not oh. against the lawyers either. Lawyers have done many Something great things. Yeah. It's it's when you know a patient threatens to sue you because you won't do a rapid strep test, right? And When you can or, look and smell and tell, it's strep. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, um, when you, uh, uh, you know, a nurse says, well, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to lose my license, you know, or, uh, you know, a physician says, well, I know this person doesn't need a head CT, but I'm going to get a press gainy and, you know, uh, I guess I'm going to, right? It's that kind of it's that kind of stuff. I just wish I could make everybody's day better just by waving the wand. Those are all really good. The only thing I would I would probably say is that uh, I still remember um, a time I wanted to tell somebody sorry, and yeah. I felt yes. conflicted. Do I tell them yeah. I'm sorry because I know I did something wrong? Then two years from now, am I going to have a letter? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wish that there was a way for us to do that because yeah. I think I think sometimes we're at a loss because we feel. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. today right. that I think Zeta called our inner elephant has feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't have an avenue to express those with our patients or even with our colleagues sometimes to say, I screwed up because yeah. you're afraid somebody's going to send an email mm-hmm. right. or again say, oh, the doctor said he was sorry. That means he screwed up. Yeah. I wish there was an avenue to where that humanistic side of us could actually be a part of our care because I think it would enhance our care. Oh, my gosh. If patients yes. knew that we truly had feelings, yeah. you know, because we, we do that when we do a, we have a family, a, t- a family talk after a code when we give somebody cancer diagnosis. But when we might have done something that might have screwed up a patient's life or made him made him sicker, we don't have an avenue for that. Yeah. Well, if they could just see, if, if patients could just see, the ones that truly need to know, could just see that you're not just sitting at the computer tapping away on Minesweeper, right? That you're you're really. <laughs> if they saw the work that happened behind the saw, desk, like I feel said, like John's had somebody. If they saw, of that. well, you know, well, I've you know, I've been very fortunate, but I I saw a nurse one time who was working very hard on reconciling a patient's medication which in EMR, as you all know, cannot be an easy process, yeah. right? And, um, uh, you know, a patient's family member walked right up and, and looked this nurse in the eye and said, you know, if you spend half as much time taking care of patients as you did playing on Facebook, then this would be a much better hospital. And, you know, I was just like, oh, stab through the heart and My twist. My blood is boiling and, now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you want to... You want to, you know, like you certainly like I, I jumped to the nurse's defense, but at the same time, 
it goes I'm back to what you were thing. saying. I'm you know, still sitting behind the computer. You're, yeah. you know, I'm sitting behind the computer, uh-huh. and you're talking about that, you know, that EHR, that that part of it, and and so yeah, it's something that we that we all suffer. But but man, if they could just see the part of you that cares so much, the part that goes back to that meeting room and hangs their head for a few minutes because they didn't miss that STEMI, but man, they almost did. You know, they had that little inner voice that said, hold up, better stop, you know, don't just blow them up. Like if they saw that part and how much you truly care, um, I think it would be better, which I think, you know, we were talking about ER earlier. That was one of the nice things about it. You know, I've actually had a patient ask me, do do you guys have a basketball hoop? Do you ever, do you ever go out? And I go, well, I, I actually don't play basketball. However, we do have lots of places that we can go to and kind of vent to other people. And, you know, we're human too. We make our mistakes. You know, I like to go on record and say, we, I would say we have the coolest patients. Yeah. We have the coolest patients. That's true. Like there's not anyone here that who hasn't had a patient say something like, Hey, do you play basketball? Right. Do you drink wine? You know, they're, they're being, you know, they're appreciative of the work we've done or, or sends a thank you letter every now and then. Or like a, I've had like a box of cigars before. Right. I've had a thank you letter maybe mm-hmm. twice. <laughs> but I've I had, had a thank patient you give me wire cutters. Yeah. Hey. Because I took which, his fish hook out. Which, which for you was very practical. Yeah. Hey. There we go. And he, he felt bad because I was struggling so hard with my Leatherman that he brought me these really nice wire cutters. Yeah. Yeah. But for the record, you could use that. I could use a pair of good wire cutters. Yeah. 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 Every time I take a fish hook out, I want to yeah. like write him yeah. a letter to say right. thank you. Coolest gift I ever got was a, it was like a barrel of lifesavers. And the patient said, because that's what you guys are. That's cool. It's cool, right? Very, very cool. Yeah, that's very very cool. I keep saying I need to keep a list of those because you forget about them. And then that really crappy day, I'm like, I should pull up my list of all those nice things that people said or did. Because they're out there. Yeah, They are. They're out there. I was working one day at a totally different hospital, and the mom came in and said, you saved my child's life. I'm like, when did I do that? She goes, seven years ago, you diagnosed him with meningitis. He's still alive because of you. And I'm thinking... Oh, I don't yay. even remember taking care right. of him. But how cool is that? That's very, like very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Yep. Well, to kind of wrap it up, we typically ask two kind of fun questions okay. um, to, to, to make it a little, this thing got a little deep, which is fine. We love these talks. Our, our listeners like them too. If you could, two questions. So any breakfast food you could have, what would it be? And then who is your superhero? And give us a little detail in, and as to why. So there's this place in Kansas City called Morning Day Cafe. I've heard, I've heard of this place. And they have hashtag bacon. Oh. Ha- what is hashtag, hashtag bacon? Hashtag bacon has like these fried potatoes on the bottom with, I'm not kidding, two eggs over easy. Okay. And hashtag shaped bacon on top of it. And if you ask me where I'm going for breakfast, that's where I'm going. That's what I'm having. Because oh. every other day I've had oatmeal with berries and six egg whites. It's yeah. very boring. Hashtag bacon sounds significant. <laughs> hashtag bacon's way better. If I could be a superhero, Iron Man. Iron Man, it's... One, that guy is badass. Two, he looks good in the movies. And three, I want to be able to go into a cave and MacGyver something and build a freaking suit with... Like, with shrapnel, like, with closing the, around your heart. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Totally. Yeah, nice. Iron Man. Sorry, oh, yeah. I probably should have said, like, Wonder Woman, no. but now Iron no, Man. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. There's no right answer here. Uh-uh. No. Uh, there is a right answer, actually. Uh, buttermilk pancakes. Because pancakes are better than waffles. That's true. Buttermilk that pancakes. is true. That would be my breakfast food choice. The perfect pancake, though. A little fluffy, crisp around the edges, maple syrup, small smear of butter, stack of three. Scoops of butter or just regular Oh, butter? don't even start about the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Going flashbacks. Sorry, that's badness. white hot rage. Yeah, so, so white su- hot rage. So superhero. Yeah. Superhero. Oh, easy. Thor, right? Because more than anything, <laughs> I want to be worthy. 
Ooh, I, I don't look, I don't look at it that way. That's true. That's, you want to be really good. Yeah. I really I really like the concept of in in this comic book series, right? The whole point, it, it, you know, he has this super weapon and, and he's a god, and that would be sweet. I mean, oh, and if if I look like him, that would be sweet too. But but um, he is good but, looking too. It, yeah, but um, but but that being aside, he can only use the weapon if he's worthy. That's true, right? So he has to be he has to be true. Um, so I like that. I, I want like to be that. worthy. Has to be worthy. Chris, last but not least, hands down. The two by two by two mill, I hop. Ever since college, I can't I, I can't get away from it. International House of Pancakes. I, I, I yeah. promise, with some whipped cream on my pancakes, okay. I'm done. I'm happy. The two by two by two mill. Notice it as pancakes. And He's a wise man. Man, <laughs> and I would be the Hulk, and here's why. Whenever, whenever you get the Hulk. It's a legitimate reason. Like, there's no line you can draw in the sand and say, you know what? He's got a quick temper. It's usually if the Hulk is there. Right. Someone kicked it off. Yeah. Something happened. He's cool every other time. It's just baseline. Good academic guy. You know, yeah, just really laid back. Smart. Probably got exactly. some papers. Really a couple of PubMed ideas. <laughs> exactly. He'd be a yeah. really good ER doctor. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then when the Hulk needs to show up, Hulk yeah. smash. Yeah. Yeah. Just when that guy says, what do you mean I can't get to lot it? Bam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the Hulk. Hulk that's smash. Good. There's a reason. <laughs> oh, see, that's not practical for ER. I was just thinking, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's no, awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, for being on the show. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, yeah. No, this, yeah. this is really great. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we pulled Chris out from the crowd, so I'm glad Chris walked by. That's right. This will come out sometime in the next couple of months. And for those of you listening, don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And then like us on Facebook and Pretty on Twitter. Pretty soon, everywhere. And everywhere. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.